Hello, hello, good morning. Um, my name is Ryder Mariani. Um, I go to Terlinda High School, um, and uh, I'll be attending Pacific University, Oregon in uh, the fall and study kinesiology. Thank you, thank you. Um, so, um, um, so today's uh, verse I wanted to say today is uh, Psalm 27, verse 1. Uh, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now, to some, this may seem as an inspiring quote and as a way to rely on Jesus. And it is, and I don't want to ever diminish that. Uh, for me, I think it's a lot deeper than that. For See, when I was growing up, I always grew up around in a church environment. Um, I, but I always felt like I had to be perfect in everything I did. And it, it was, it weighed on me. Um, and um, I moved, so I moved to Marin Middle School, uh, or excuse me, I moved in fifth grade. But anyways, going into middle school, um, I went to church here and there with my grandfather, but it wasn't really like, it was very nonchalantly, I guess is the word. Um, and um, you know, going to school and all that and exploring stuff, um, I got into the web of uh, pornography. And if I'm going to be totally honest, I got addicted. Very quickly, this habit spiraled me into a dark place. I was depressed. I couldn't believe the ways that I allowed it to consume my life and my everyday going through life. And the only thing that would really fulfill me was porn. At the time, the only thing that really had me get out of that kind of mood was my friends who I truly believe are a gift from God. And, um, yeah, and just, it got me out of those states of mind during that time. And yeah, uh, eventually in high school, I got into football and, um, I believe that was also a gift from God to get me away from that as well. So fast forward around like October and November of uh, 2020 around COVID and stuff. Um, I was still wrestling with these things, and because of my background, I knew a little, I knew about God, and I heard about Jesus, and I knew about that stuff, but I was very, I prayed and occasionally read my Bible, but it was, I was very lukewarm about it, right? Um, and around that time, I saw a good, friend, a good friend of mine become born again. Shout out to my boy, Eddie. Um, but, um, and that really got me thinking about this idea of being born again, and what does it mean? And, you know, when I learned about it, I learned that it was a, an idea of um, changing your state of mind, being governed by the Spirit, and learning about all that, right? So eventually, I, in December of 2020, I officially gave my life to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and became born again. The best decision... Thank you. It was the best decision I've ever made in my life. And don't get me wrong, I was still fighting the addiction, and I still, and still fight for it. And stuff, stuff against it, excuse me, and lust and all that stuff. But at least now I had a fight in me, right? At least there was a, a struggle instead of an engulfment. My first year of ever being saved was probably the hardest and the worst year of my life. But I believe that it was a good thing because God used me in that way, in that time, in big ways. On the backside of it now, I became a better Christian and a stronger in my faith because of it. And we will look at the passage at hand. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Despite the troubles of life and the people who bring you down, at the end of the day, the Lord of lords, the kings of kings, Jesus Christ, the only perfect human being to ever walk the earth, God in the flesh, the Son of God, who hung up on a cross while being tortured and ridiculed for, for me and you and anyone who professes with their mouth 
and repents of their sins and believes that he is God and that he died on the cross and rose again three, day, three days later and accepts him as your, as your Lord and Savior, that same person who loves you and me and all of us so much is by our side. Whom shall we fear, right? Fear is a scheme from the devil to make you think that God hasn't already taken care of it. So I ask y'all today, if you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, what is the fear that's holding you back? I promise you this, the trust in the Lord beyond measure, even through any hard time or any storm in your life, the trust in the Lord, despite not seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, will conquer any fear you once had. The beautiful thing is, we don't have to figure it all out before we say yes to Jesus. We don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be what we're destined to be. As I wrap up, I want to read one last passage in Luke 5, 31 through 32. Jesus says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have, I have worked in my heart. Oh, oh, shoot, my bad, sorry. Um, Jesus says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come, come to call the righteous, but to sinners to, re, to repentance. Jesus is continuing to do a work in my heart, and I simply want to encourage you today to allow him to do one in yours. I'd like to invite Alex to the stand. Thank you. It's already set up. It's nice. All right. Hello. Hi. I'm Alex. Um, um, I'm 18, and I'm a senior at uh, Redwood High School, and I'm going to be going to uh, USD next year and studying behavioral neuroscience. So the verse I'd like to talk to you guys about today is uh, Galatians 6.2, which is, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. When I was a freshman, uh, my faith was at a stage where I would go to church every Sunday and I would go to youth group and it was my own faith, but I still didn't trust God to help me with difficult decisions uh, I would have to make in my life. Whether that was deciding not to do my homework or uh, not telling my friends and family how I was doing. This obviously um, caused problems because, you know, bad. Um, and then, um, sorry, I got lost for a second. Um, basically, uh, at this time, I was going through the excitement of the start of high school, um, and it brought me a ton of happiness. But um, even though I was having a ton of fun, hanging out with my friends, I also started to feel really depressed. I would go to school, and I would be super happy, hanging out, all fine, and then I would uh, get home, and then reality would hit me, and then uh, I'd be a wreck again. Um, all throughout this time, I could feel God telling me, like, go talk to people, do something about it. But um, because I was so scared and uh, uncomfortable about what was happening to me, uh, I tried my best to ignore those signs. Um, I ended up having this feeling for uh, three more years until finally, um, after the endless nagging, uh, I decided uh, to tell my parents about how I was doing. Um, 
And it was pretty amazing what like, telling the truth and getting out of the dark uh, did for me. So not only did I get the instant gratification of getting something off your chest, uh, I also, it also opened the door for me to figure out a way to get better, and I'm doing a lot better now, so that's amazing. Um, but I'm not telling you this story just to show you uh, how God can, was able to help me through a season of depression, but um, because, uh, oh, sorry, uh, because I learned a lot uh, about God and faith, uh, besides just him helping me through this time. Um, I learned to trust him, not only with like my decisions, like the small things, but the large things, and that uh, he'll take care of me uh, in, the, in the grand scheme of life. Um, so other times, sometimes it's people at the church too, who are there to help you and support you uh, and carry other your burdens for you. Uh, this is why that this verse really stands out to me, Galatians 6.2, because it says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And um, I like that it says law. It's not like a suggestion. Uh, God really wants you to do this. This is a core value, he thinks, uh, is to help each other and carry each other's burdens. Um, so finally, I'd like to ask you a question. What is one part of your life that's in the dark and uh, that maybe God is telling you to dis disclose to someone. How can you invite someone to carry your burdens and uh, share in this struggle together? Thank you. I also invite Emma. Hello, my name is Emma Allen, and I'm a current senior at Branson. My next steps are attending the University of Chicago, and I will be spending my gap year studying at the Sotheby's Institute of Art in London. <laughs> the verse I would like to share with you today is Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. A few weeks ago, all of the seniors spoke about their experience in youth group. When asked about our words of wisdom for the younger grades, I said, be proud of the footsteps you leave behind and ensure your next one is with Christ. I am now confident in my next steps, but I look back and I see my footsteps swaying some accompanied by God, others alone, many with friends and family, and then there are those with my youth group leader, Jamie Kadoff. I met her right outside the MCC bathroom, and at that time, that bathroom was my refuge. I found hiding in the bathroom to be a safe place because I was terrified of my next step in faith. It was to be present in youth group. Exiting my safety net, I bump into Jamie, and she knows me as the new student that falls under the guise of sophomore girls. On Wednesday evenings during our youth groups, she became such a consistent presence in my life. From the day I met her to the present, she radiates God's compassion and a genuine capacity to love. Now, fast forward to senior fall, and my inbox holds the college decisions, which are waitlist upon waitlist. I spent every minute applying to any program just so that I could have some certainty about my future. 
I felt crushed and I feared for my future. I allowed dismal thoughts and I found myself walking alone. Dear church, I ask you to recall a memory when your hands felt lonely, your footsteps unaccompanied, and your next day containing an unknown future. I ask you to recall the confusing abyss of change. I ask you, and in that moment, when you cannot move because of that crushing weight of accountability and the fact that if you mess up, you signed your name off on the decision, in that moment when you try to walk alone and the next step will hurt you. I ask you when your footsteps are walking alone towards the unknown and you feel the boulders of change weighing you down and you feel as though the only thing you can do is to stay in your safety net, to hold out your hand. For the Lord our God says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God will meet you in your moments of uncertainty, worry, and confusion and guide you. He will accompany your next step, heading you towards change he knows is best. And the change he makes in your life is heavenly. He will guide you out of the abyss of the unknown, carry your burdens, and will always be your hand to hold. I left my bathroom refuge that day, and he led me to Jamie. She walked with me through high school, and now I face the change of not seeing her every Wednesday night. But I can look back at our relationship and know the reason I got through high school is that the person walking with me, Jamie Kadoff, had the spirit living through her. Little did I know, but I was never alone. God, through her, led me to a place where I can now look at my future with complete enthusiasm. So, church, I ask you, what is your refuge? And, more importantly, are you willing to take a step out of it? What we perceive as something unknown is God simply asking to take our hands. I ask you to hold out your hand, for he will strengthen you and uphold you. Look at change as an opportunity to walk hand in hand with God. Dear church, be proud of the footsteps you leave behind and ensure that the next step is with Christ, and you can trust that he will actually be right in the middle of your story, perhaps just waiting for you outside the bathroom. Now let us bow our heads into prayer before we continue into worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our many blessings and opportunities in our lives. Thank you for being the stronghold in our salvation, the everlasting presence for conversation, support, and guidance, and for making change an opportunity to grow in our relationship with you. Lord, today in this building is a collection of beautiful souls. I ask that you continue to guide them through life's temptations, scares, and make or break decisions. Church, I ask in those moments of uncertainty, worry, or fear to hold out your hand. For from the rising sun to the setting same, he will uphold you in his righteous right hand. Heavenly Father, thank you for being our hand to hold. Amen. Now let us continue in worship. Thank you. <laughs> 